You're listening to the Quince podcast. There are some things in life that need no introduction. They are the introduction. Filter coffee is one such thing. South Indian filter coffee to be precise. Vanakkam. You're tuned into a brand new episode of Southern Slurp where I, Vikram, your host, brings you gastronomic stories from South India every other week. I'm a foodie, a teller of stories and drinker of the inimitable, the exquisite and quite frankly the best version of coffee there is, the South Indian filter kapi. Before I let the aroma of a freshly brewed dabra tumbler of kapi take over your senses and trust me it will. Let me tell you that the Quince Southern Slurp podcast series is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Jio Saban. So if you like this episode and want to listen to more, you can check out all of the previous episodes by going to the full playlist on any of these platforms. Each of these episodes is stocked with stories, recipes, music, poetry and song. You can also go to the Quince podcast section to get a taste of this podcast series. Now must you hear from some true lovers of filter coffee. So this one word that describes filter coffee for me is contradiction. It's it's a drink. It's a contradictory drink. It's a it's an element that uh, gives me a jump start, a boost, a kick start, but at the same time has gives me a sense of calmness, a sense of stability, a sense of hey, it's all going to be okay. And that's the best way I can describe my filter coffee. Uh, I don't remember the last time I've had filter coffee outside of my house or outside of the, what I have made. because quite frankly i'm yet to come across a good cup of coffee that somebody makes which is of the same standard as the one i make for myself yes i'm a bit of a snob i admit i think for me it is what for most people a chirping of birds or you know those clouds descending down the mountains would be something that makes your morning bright and fresh uh no matter which side of the bed you wake up i like my coffee like i like my single malt which is absolutely neat with nothing in it no milk no sugar just plain coffee it's almost a sacrilege for me to see somebody made putting any milk milk powder or sugar in any coffee that i make but then you know you can't please them all so i like my coffee strong like really strong i'm one of those guys who will always ask for extra decoction in the restaurant and it's never one cup so i normally take it at least two and i'm good to go for about eight cups in a day with the amount of decoction i make Don't drink South Indian filter coffee at your office desk or on the go from a paper cup covered with a plastic lid and don't drink it in bed please that's plain blasphemy there's a ritual to drinking the madras coffee also known as the mailapur kapi wondering why because the brahmins of mailapur and triplicane the oldest settlements in today's chennai borrowed the habit from the british perfected it to an art and made it a part of their tradition so here's how you're supposed to drink it it is 6 am about 12 minutes before sunrise the first azan of the day was heard on the pipe speaker of the mosque an hour ago when it mingled with your dream 
Now the Supraabhatam is playing out from tape recorders, FM radios and Bluetooth speakers from every other house. The birds are singing along and municipality workers keep time with their long brooms swishing and swashing over the deserted streets. You brush your teeth and sit for a while at the balcony or the terrace or anywhere with natural light. The smell of the decoction mingles with the mild morning mist. Breathe in. The copy arrives a few seconds after the clang of the tumbler and the dabra are heard from the kitchen. It is piping hot. The froth forms a curved horizon over the brim. As you take the first sip, your eyes glaze over and then close shut as you swallow. You sigh in satisfaction and let out a breath of hot air. Your day has begun. Ah, how I like this coffee ritual, this Mailapur tradition. Can you believe it? People tend to blame Mailapur for overdoing it. But shouldn't drinking South Indian filter coffee be the global cultural phenomenon that it is? Like the tea ceremony of the Japanese or the kawa poetry sessions of the Arabs, no matter how you ingest coffee, there's a ritual behind it. Oh, and there's more than one way to get that caffeine fix. The oldest was taught to us by sheep in Ethiopia. They would chew on the leaves and snack on the coffee cherry. It was their recreational drug. It was much later that a Muslim monk from Yemen saw this and decided to boil the berries and drink the kawa instead. Coffee is still called buna in Ethiopia. In their coffee houses, the coffee beans are roasted over the counter and passed along for everyone to have a sniff of the heavenly aroma. And then once the first brew is made, everyone shares a little of it. Ah... But the Mailapurians have never been keen on sharing from their coffee tumbler, sorry. They'll gladly make you another one if you ask for it though. Let me tell you how kapi evolved over the last century in India. And when I say India, I mean South India. Because that's where it landed in the first place. And evolved and then spread to other parts of the country. The most popular theory is that Sufi saint Baba Budan smuggled seven coffee seeds in his waistcoat from his pilgrimage to Mecca and into the mountains of Chikmagalur in Karnataka. This was in the 1600s. Baba Budan smuggled the seeds because coffee in 17th century Arabia was more precious than oil is today. No one else in the world had access to it and the Arabs wanted to keep it that way. Outsiders were forbidden to enter the plantations and all seeds leaving the country were either boiled in hot water or roasted so they wouldn't germinate. Then the East India Company started the first plantation from coffee seeds from Baba Budan's hills in the 1830s. These plantations are concentrated mainly around Karnataka, Kerala and Tamil Nadu along the western Ghats even today. Descendants of Baba Budan's seven beans can still be seen in those hills in Chikmagalur. Today it's a pilgrimage centre. The Mughals who ruled India fancied coffee from as early as the 17th century. European travellers to the Coromandel wrote of how many people in India used a liquor called coffee which was made from a black seed boiled in water which turned it almost to the same colour. In Delhi and Ahmedabad in those days, shops stocked coffee. There is an alternate theory that coffee was first introduced to India by Garcia de Orta, a Portuguese botanist in the Malabar coast in the 1540s completely plausible. We have his book published in 1565 detailing his efforts. Now coffee has been cultivated in India longer than anywhere else in the world except for the Arabian Peninsula. But it took us much longer to embrace it as a people. In fact, 
The South Indian filter coffee is one of the most recent traditions to have become a part of the culture of South Indian cuisine. So I asked my 90-year-old grandmother, Savitri, to explain to me how the drink has evolved over the last 80 years in Tamil Nadu and Kerala. Even in those days, we had filter coffee. And by that, I don't mean my father's time, but only during my time. It is not that those who were well-off drank it. Most of the rich people, my father's age, only drank rice gruel. Those days, we got plantation A and peaberry. The peaberry seeds would be round and plump. These two we would roast together. There were no grinding machines then. There was a hand-operated machine that we would use to grind the seeds. And before that, we used a mortar and pestle to pound it. We would sieve it and then make the digoxin. And to filter it, they used a cloth. There was a special netted cloth for that. Only after this did we get coffee filter. And then much later, the percolator. The generation before me would add dried ginger to it, not milk, and drink that concoction. The decoction would be much lighter. And personally, I felt it was neither here nor there. We had cows at home, and milk would be quite thick. Using that to make coffee and drink fresh, now that's something. And all of this in just a matter of a few decades. It was only around the Second World War that coffee grown in India began to be sold to Indians in the subcontinent. Exports were banned at the time and locals had to be convinced to try out the drink. In a brilliant move, the advertisements targeted the women. Akin to the Nirma ads of the 80s, it created a revolution that ended with literally every woman in Madras hooked to the drink. In a communique to Mahatma Gandhi, one complainant wrote, The greatest obstacle in the way of success of our movement in Madras are our women. Some of them are very reactionary and a very large number of the high-class Brahmin ladies have become addicted to many of the Western vices. They drink coffee not less than three times a day and consider it very fashionable to drink more. In dress, they are no better. They have given up the homely cheap cloth and are running after costly foreign clothes. Gandhiji, being the dude he was, ignored the coffee and came down hard on the foreign cloth. So, who made the first kapi? The Madras coffee is a milk coffee. The coffee powder is typically a mix of roasted and ground coffee seeds and chicory. Chicory is the root of a plant which grows in eastern India but was introduced into coffee by the French. Americans of the wild, wild west made a brew of it as well. Black as hell and bitter as the devil is how Louis Lama, the famous novelist of the Wild West, described it as. But when chicory is added to coffee, it thickens the brew and enhances the aroma and the taste minus the overt bitterness of the chicory itself. No one knows how the first filter kapi came about, but it could be a combination of two circumstances. One, Indian soldiers who returned from World War II brought back the camp coffee recipe which is basically water, sugar, about 4% coffee and 26% chicory. Add milk to it and it comes close. This is what railway coffee tastes like today. 2. Even the poorest those days had a cow in the backyard. All the milk one ever asked for but not a grain of rice. Coffee suddenly became available and affordable. Add milk to it and it staved off hunger for at least 4 hours. 
I got into experimenting with various kinds of coffee. Almost 15 years of experimenting with filter coffee, I've arrived at Monsoon Malabar and Viennese blend by Devins in Delhi as my go-to blends for filter coffee. If I have the time, I get the beans and I grind them myself. As for my preference, I use a South Indian drip filter for my coffee. But if, let's say, I have to make coffee for more than one person, then I use a French press. It's been about 15 years since I think I had my first cup of filter coffee in and uh, that perfect cup has been eluding me. It's, it's the eternal struggle of this sleepy mind trying to get the perfect decoction with the perfect amount of coffee. But I think um, I will probably get to a perfect coffee at some point. Like all things wonderful, filter kapi is as easy to make as it is elusive to get right. But as a parting gift for sticking with me through this wonderfully twisted story of coffee, here's my take on the ideal way to make Mailapur kapi. If you follow the instructions, you will be blessed with a life-changing, transcendent gastronomic experience. You're welcome. First off, the bean. Like I mentioned, the coffee bean is actually the seed of the coffee fruit which is a type of cherry. There are two varieties that are popular the world over. Arabica, which came to us from Ethiopia and which has a mild flavor and Robusta, which has a much stronger flavor and which came to us from the equatorial forests of West Africa. India grows both in almost equal measure. You need Robusta seeds for South Indian filter coffee. While the world thinks Arabica is the superior variety, it's not ideal for the strong flavor of South Indian filter coffee. So yeah, Plantation A Robusta seeds, which means top quality Robusta seeds. Roast them until they turn dark brown. Or get a grandmother in the triplicate in Mailapur area to do it for you. Stick around to enjoy the aroma. Then grind. Now the chicory. Typically, folks would swear by an 80-20 coffee chicory ratio. I prefer a 60-40. Trust me, it works. Now the decoction. It has to be thick. So 50 ml of water for 1 heaped tablespoon of coffee powder. You'll need to add 3 heaped tablespoons for 2 rounds of coffee. Same quantity whether you're using the coffee filter or the percolator. If you're using a South Indian coffee filter, which by the way came to us from the German inventor Melita Benz in the early 1900s, heat the water above boiling, then pour around the vessel in a circular motion so as to evenly pour over the ground coffee chicory mixture. Some people use a press to even out the powder, but it delays the percolation. Patience. Boil the milk meanwhile. It has to be standardized milk at 4.5% fat content. If it's thicker than that, the coffee will coat the insides of your mouth, ruining the aftertaste. In a tumbler, say about 200ml, add 2 teaspoons of sugar. I usually go for just 1 spoon, but 2 teaspoons still won't spoil the taste. Sugar first, and then the milk, up to almost three-fourths of the tumbler. Now add the decoction and enjoy the gradual change in color. Add 50 ml of the decoction first and using the dabara, mix, aerate and allow the sugar to blend in. Pour into the tumbler from as high as possible to form that layer of thick foam on top. It actually helps the coffee retain heat for just a bit longer. Now add another 25 ml of decoction gently over the foam in a spiral. Sip, sigh, drink hot. So how do you like your coffee? 
And what recipe from the South Indian kitchens would you like to know about in the next episode? Respond, comment, reach out and check out more such delicious content on the Southern Slurp playlist on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Until next time, thank you for listening.